How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This podcast episode is brought to you by Phoenix Supplements. Make sure to use my promo code FNXO, the lowercase O, one in capital B F, for fifteen percent off your entire order at checkout. All right, guys. Enough with all that. Let's go ahead and just dive right on, dive right on into it. I am so happy I did not record this yesterday because I would have had to put an update out. Um, all the John Jones stuff that's coming out, good John Jones stuff, fight news, not, um, I hit a pregnant woman with my car, John Jones, but, um, anyway, let's just get into the DC Stipe, DC Stipe fight, we'll jump back to all that John Jones stuff here shortly, um, first off, happy retirement, Stipe, thank you, for, I mean, you can't, he's given us everything he can at this point. Um, I'm glad he's retiring. It was the perfect place to retire. I know it sucks not to come out on top, especially of on a trilogy as exciting as DC DC Stipe has been. I was there for the first fight, um, so this is one I'm personally connected with in my in my own way. I know, I know I'm not a fighter, but and I'll fight in the UFC. I don't know any of these guys, but still, it's a big. It was a big a big day for me. <laughs> big day for me. But um, he's beaten everybody and anybody and everybody. I mean, let me just list off the names of guys that he's beat. Derek Lewis, Stipe Miocic, Volkan Ozdemir, Anthony Johnson, Anderson Silva, Alexander Gustafson, Anthony Johnson, Dan Henderson, Patrick Cummins, Roy Nelson, Frank Mir, Josh Barnett, Bigfoot Silva. In that, in that exact order. Those are all guys that he's beat. I mean, an absolutely fantastic career, top to bottom. You couldn't ask for for anything better from this guy. He's been champion in two divisions, light heavyweight, heavyweight. He's better than almost anybody in the world that he's fought, except for John Jones and Stipe Miocic. And guess what? Those are probably some of the two greatest of all time. Your top, DC's top five of all time. And probably top top two, top three heavyweights of all time. In my opinion, nothing. I, I know. I know it sucks to not come out on top, but he should not hang his head on this. Um, absolutely fantastic career. I'm excited to watch him commentating and doing all that fun stuff outside of the UFC. So, congratulations, DC, on on a happy retirement. Sorry about not winning the fight. That being said, it was a fun fight, man. Um, DC came out and he. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me that he he said these like he was like Stipe, bring your wrestling shoes. Okay, so I was like, okay, he's gonna wrestle him. Um, if he wrestles him, I think he's gonna get him to the ground more often than not, especially if he if he stays on that wrestling. I know Stipe's wrestling defense is pretty good, but um, it's not. At, I mean, his wrestling's not the caliber of DC. Obviously, I mean they both wrestled in college, but DC wrestled at Oklahoma State. The only guy that he really lost to, uh, I can't remember who it was, one of the really good, anyway, really good wrestler, made the Olympic team, all that, all that good stuff. Wrestling's obviously a higher pedigree than Stipe, but he, he took him down almost immediately in the first round, and it, it seemed like he had, he had a lot of success immediately, but that was the only takedown that we really saw him have, that he even really attempted uh, I was listening to Chael Sonnen's podcast, not podcast, I don't know what you want to call it, his like his little clips that he posts, um, talks, breaks down a little bit of the fights, because um, I know almost zero about wrestling, I, pr- I mean, I wrestle once a week, maybe, and 
jujitsu and Muay Thai, and I didn't wrestle in high school, so I know zero about wrestling. So I was like, why isn't he taking him? Why isn't he taking him down at all? And Chael was saying it's because he probably did not see that opportunity arise again, which is weird. Also, he was probably weighing that risk and reward that he was. Yes, he took all that effort to take him down the first time. He got him down, but he wasn't able to hold him down like I thought he was going to be able to. And that was very inter- interesting to hear him say. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, it's hard. It's hard to say why why he didn't. I I don't know if there's going to be an explanation from DC uh, of why as to why he didn't try to take him down more. Um, but he didn't is what it is. I mean, it's not like he's a slouch on the feet. I mean, he, he's knocked out, he almost knocked out, um, Stipe in the first round. I think first round, he, he hit him with a hard overhand, right? And he was hitting him with those over and over again. So, I mean, st- his standup is, is fantastic. His boxing's great. He works with, uh, his boxing coach, box, boxing coach at AKA is, is outstanding. And, uh, he does a very good job at blending in the wrestling with the boxing and, uh, the clinch work as well which you saw in that fight, but, um, I had Stipe winning four rounds to one, I had Stipe losing the first round, and then, obviously, he won the second round with that big knockdown, and then, it's not that he dominated the Stipe, DC, the rest of the fight, but he, he definitely won the rounds, he definitely won the fight, um, unfortunately, there was that eye poke at the end of the third round, and DC did not have pretty much, I mean, any, not pretty much any vision, he had absolutely zero vision, for the remainder of the, of the championship rounds, which is um, never a fun time, I would assume. I've never been ha- had a ruptured cornea before, or a torn cornea, whatever it is. But I would assume it's not a lot of fun. But the big question here is, does, does this make Stipe Miocic the greatest heavyweight of all time? In the UFC, yes. Statistically... Stipe Miocic is the greatest heavyweight of all time. He defended he defended the belt three times or three times on his first run. Got knocked out by DC. No big deal. It happens. Comes back, knocks DC out, gets the title back, and then beats DC in the third fight. So now he's on his second title run. He's already defended it again. So he's defended the belt four fucking times now. Which is absolutely insane. Even at the lighter weight classes. I mean, you see guys like Khabib, you see guys like Anderson Silva. You see guys like, I don't know who else would be a good example, Demetrius Johnson, that go on these long title reigns. But, I mean, the average title reign, I would assume, is probably no more than two or three defenses. I would say two would probably be the average. Maybe three. But, I mean, you don't see guys in the heavyweight division defending titles like Stipe does. The only guy that's remotely close is Brock Lesnar. Uh, I mean, not remotely close, but, I mean... Randy Couture, I think, has six title fights at the heavyweight division. I don't even know. I'm lying to you. Oh, he doesn't have that many. I think he says that many total. I forgot he fought at 205 as well. But I don't know. The guy's just an absolute savage. Um, in my opinion, yes, it does make him the greatest of all time. People, you can easily argue that Cain uh, Velasquez is the greatest of all time. And unfortunately, we'll never see Stipe versus Kane when Kane's in his prime. Um, a prime Stipe and a prime Kane is an absolutely fun fight, but I don't know, man. Everyone always doubts Stipe, and he always ends up coming out on top. He's always he's always the underdog. When he fought in Ganu, he was the underdog, and absolutely destroyed that man. 
I mean, I know it's a different Nganu, but I mean, nobody gave him a chance in that fight. You guys have to remember, he came in an underdog because Nganu was starching everybody. He starched the ream right before that with that big uppercut that went viral in, uh, back in 2018. And and no no one gave him a chance. I didn't even really give Stipe a chance. I wanted Stipe to win. And I think I picked him to win that fight just because, I, I mean, you can't not love Stipe. He's a goddamn firefighter, for crying out loud. That's also something people don't talk about with Stipe. It's not that he's a volunteer firefighter. This motherfucker's a full-time firefighter, has shifts at the firehouse, works a week at a time. Absolutely insane. But um, when he fought Ngannou, no one gave him a chance, and he went out there and dominated him. He took shots, took hard shots from Ngannou that nobody has taken before. Stipe can take a punch. I, I don't know. I, I believe Estipe, in my, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. Um, not just in the UFC, but at, at, at heavyweight, but in, in MMA as a, as a whole. I mean, you could, you could say Fedor's up there as well. Um, I, we'll never see a prime Fedor versus a prime Stipe, unfortunately. I mean, if those two fought now, would Stipe would steamroll him. Let's, let's face it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, Stipe is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. All right, that is done. We got that out of the way. Addressed. Now it's time to address the elephant in the room. That elephant in the room is John Bones Jones. He has officially relinquished his title as light heavyweight champion. Officially, it's done. In the books, no light heavyweight champion right now. Um, It is up for grabs. Who knows who's going to fight for it? I know who's going to fight for it. I'll tell you in a minute. But that being said, he is... Likely more. I mean, it's 99% sure he is coming back at heavyweight. Who is John Jones fighting next? Dana already said. I know Dana's track record isn't great. Um, when it comes to saying, you know, oh, he's not, he's not fighting Stipe next. That's that's gonna go to Engano. That's definitely gonna go to Engano. I don't think so. You want to know what I think happens? Now, hear me out. It's going to be a little bit long-winded. Not really, but... Or it's going to be a little bit far-fetched, I should say. I believe Stipe takes a year off. He just fought. John Jones has not fought in a while. Nganu just knocked out somebody in six seconds. (laughs) Again, knocked out Rosenstruck in 22 seconds, or however long it is. He basically hasn't fought in six months. In two, three years. He really hasn't had a fight since he fought Stipe. He never gets hit. He hits everybody and knocks him out cold. I think they do John Jones versus Ganu. Okay. Winner of that fight. Fight Stipe. What I think you do next is somewhere in between the Stipe versus the winner of those two guys. You have Derek Lewis. Curtis Blades, you have those two fight each other. Winner of that fight fights the winner of Stipe versus whoever wins uh, Jones versus Ngannou. That's what I would do. I don't know if the timetables would work. I don't know. I'm not Sean Shelby. I'm not Nick McMaynard. I'm not a ver- I'm not a, an expert on UFC matchmaking. I don't know how that would work out. That's what I would do in my personal opinion. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Derek Lewis is, I think he's won three or four fights in a row now ever, ever since losing to, uh, uh, he's only lost to, um, Daniel Cormier, uh, for the title, which was a terrible fucking matchup for him, by the way. 
But that's the only that's the only fight I believe he has lost since um, losing to Cormier. Let me double check for you real quick. I'm sorry I always do this on the fly. I am quick right now though. But uh, no, he lost to Junior Dos Santos. Excuse me. But no, he's on a three fight win streak right now, and uh, you could he could easily fight for a title soon, especially with uh, JDS just losing again, unfortunately to uh, Rosen Strike. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but you could easily put that guy, and obviously Curtis Blades has been on an absolute tear. He looks fantastic, a savage wrestler. He's he's in that title contention shot as well, so spot as well. Uh, but I, and that's what I think should be done. I mean, John Jones versus Ngannou. Who doesn't want to see John Jones versus Francis Ngannou? And if John Jones is going to try to avoid him, it's not going to work. Francis is beating everybody, man. You cannot, you can't, not, not fight him. I don't think John Jones is scared, but. I don't think he wants to fight him either. I think Stipe is an easier fight for John Jones, unfortunately. But Stipe's no choke either. I mean, we have he's an under they put out the early odds for John Jones, like the theoretical odds for John Jones versus Stipe. Stipe is an underdog. Which is crazy. John Jones hasn't even fought a heavyweight. We don't even know if his power translates. We don't know if he can take a shot from these big guys. We don't we don't know. There's so many questions left unanswered. That are will that are left to be seen. So we'll see what happens. That's what I would do. Now, going back to light heavyweight, light heavyweight just got a lot more interesting because John Jones is kind of holding up the division. You know, it's like who's next for him? He's beating everybody. He's not really anybody next for him. This is the perfect move for John Jones. The perfect move for the UFC, and absolutely fantastic for everybody in that light heavyweight division. They had just announced Jan Blankovic. Jan Blankovic versus Dominic Reyes. I believe they haven't announced it com- yet, but they're most likely going to be fighting for the interim, not the interim title, the uh, vacant light heavyweight title. And that is a fun fucking fight because Jan has that one-punch knockout power, can put anybody's lights out. We saw it. We just saw him beat Corey Anderson. And then Dominic Reyes ended up being the goddamn real deal against John Jones. Looked fantastic. I thought beat him three rounds to two. The judges, unfortunately, didn't see it that way, but it wasn't a robbery, but I thought he won him, beat him three rounds to two. And um, looked looked sensational against John Jones, and he is definitely one of the elites of the light heavyweight division right now. Um, one key factor people have been forgetting about, though, because he's been out for a while, there's a boogeyman lurking in the light heavyweight division, and his name is Tiago Santos. This is the Francis Ngannou. Of the light heavyweight division. The man puts everyone's lights out. He's knocked out Jan. He hasn't fought Dominic Reyes. But it could happen. Uh, He had that giant. Those three neat tears in his knee. When he fought John Jones. And uh, hasn't been back since then. It's been almost two years now. And people forgot man. He's been taking time. He's been rehabbing that injury. And I think the first fight for him. Should be the winner of Jan versus Reyes. In my opinion. Because. He looked great in that fight as well against John Jones. Um, I don't think it was. A, I think it was a split decision for for John Jones. I didn't. I think I had Jones winning that fight, but it was a really, really close fight if I remember correctly. But that is one guy you cannot sleep on, man. Light heavyweight is a lot of fun right now. This whole this whole U the whole UFC is fun right now. You got so many fun fights, which I will be talking about here in a minute, but. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, let's get to 
another elephant in the room, and that elephant in the room's name is Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, we've watched the replays now. I had a doctor break it down. I didn't have a doctor break it down. He uh, he has his own YouTube channel. I don't know him personally at all, but a doctor broke it down. Um, so obviously Vera won by uh, doc TKO in the first round or knockout. I don't know what they called it, um, but beat Sean O'Malley and landed at a beautiful, a couple beautiful elbows on the ground, might I add. Um, Anyway, let's get back to Sean O'Malley's injury, I guess. I, we don't know what it is yet. They haven't done an MRI on it. Um, they said they had to wait till the swelling goes down uh, to really see if there's an in, any sort of injury at all caused. But um, Chito Vera, Marlon Chito Vera, um, was throwing that low calf kick right behind that knee. And that's when Sean's foot, you started acting up. Um, I didn't notice it at first live but in the replay you see it me almost immediately when he goes to put that foot down and you switch stances a lot and um sorry excuse me and right as he goes to put that right foot down it starts giving out on him it kind of it looked almost exactly like uh demetrius johnson versus henry cejudo fight uh when henry had a similar thing happen to him uh same thing with brent premise and uh, michael chandler as well that kind of like awkward movement to where it wouldn't it just wasn't cooperating with his body and um and then he started hobbling on it so so maybe there's a different injury there hopefully it's not that same foot injury he suffered against Sukum Tot. um but in my opinion an absolutely clean win for Marlon Vera I told you guys he was going to be a problem I fucking told you guys uh the guy's 27 28 years old he's had seven fights in the UFC I think he's seven and eight in the UFC now. I'm not quite sure, but uh, let me take a look real quick at the Sure Dog page here to see. But I mean, he's had lots of fights in the UFC for being such a young guy. Uh, his only loss, I believe, in the UFC is to. Oh no, I'm li I'm definitely lying. But he's fought uh, Brian Kelleher, beat Brian Kelleher submission. Then he had two losses to Douglas De Silva, Douglas Silva De Andrade. Uh, he's good. Decision. Decision loss to John Lineker. And then one, two, three, four, five fights. Win, five fight win streak. All finishes. KO submission, KO submission, KO. And then decision loss to Song Yudong, who I thought he beat handily in that fight i mean it was a close i mean it was a close fight but i thought it was like for sure marlon vera was gonna win on that judge's scorecards but it didn't and then uh tko win versus sean o'malley so you you equal, equal in my opinion you equally have a big star in marlon vera as you do in sean o'malley i know he's not as fun he doesn't smoke weed he doesn't have a a polyamorous relationship with his girlfriend and it's not it's not a big fun shit show like it kind of was with conor mcgregor at the beginning but He's a fucking star, man. An absolute star. If you look into, if you look, look at, look into, nicest guy in the fucking world is knocks people out, finishes them on the ground. He's a complete mixed martial artist, black belt in jujitsu, black belt in whatever striking you want to say. I don't know, but high level with the striking. And you got a big star, man. And they, they need to start treating him as, as such. I don't know what's next for him. Uh, I don't know what's next for Sean O'Malley either. I don't know what the right move is. But hopefully for both guys, they get 
some sugar the sugar the sugar show's not over, guys. He'll be back. It was a freak injury. He looked good up until that point. Uh, I thought Marlon was going to win the fight anyway. That being said, Marlon's the next big thing as well. Sean O'Malley's hype train's not derailed. Yes, he lost. It is what it is. It happens. You're going you're gonna to lose a fight. You can't win every fight. This is the UFC. It's the best of the fucking best. And they threw him a young lion that everyone was sleeping on, and it didn't work out for him. So it is what it is. All right, let's move on. Um... Not much to be said here, but uh, Jorginho Rosenstrike versus uh, Junior Dos Santos. I mean, I hate everyone hates seeing Dos Santos lose. He's the nicest guy in the world, man. Everyone loves Junior Dos Santos. He's always smiling. That goddamn mustache looked fantastic. I love Junior Dos Santos and a mustache. Keep it up, JDS. Don't shave it. You look good. Um, but Rosenstrike striking looked impressive. Looked very impressive, very technical. I mean, he is a technical striker. People kind of forget that he's a high-level kickboxer uh, just because he throws with so much power. But, I mean, the way he threw, he threw like an overhand right that wasn't even cocked up all the way. It was kind of already up in the air and then right over the top and landed on his chin. And that's what knocked him down and ended up finishing the fight. Looked impressive. I don't really know what you do with Rosenstruck next. Maybe you do him and Derek Lewis as a fun fight, even though it kind of contradicts my point then. But you could do that. I could see them doing that. I could see them doing... Um, maybe you could do him... Man, I don't even know what's next for that guy. He's kind of hard. He's a tough sell for a lot of people, unfortunately. But um, he's a top contender, and he's going to be tough to beat, man. All right. Uh, a fun thing that just came out, I believe, this morning. Guess... Who's back, baby? And guess who I hope is fighting at heavyweight? Anthony Rumble Johnson is officially back in the USADA testing pool. So I believe they have to say that they have to be in the testing pool for six to nine months before they can return to competition. Uh, I hope he returns at heavyweight because heavyweight would be so much fun. Plus, he got so fucking big. He was doing that bodybuilding and he was just giant. Uh, hopefully he's clean. Hopefully there's no problems there because it looked like he was, you know, taking a little bit of, you know what I mean? But, um, exciting to have him back in the UFC. He retired really young, which is, uh, which is fine. But, um, hopefully that time off helped, helped him a little bit and hopefully he comes back at heavyweight. I've said that a lot now, but I really hope he does. Oh, excuse me. Had a yawn, not used to being up this early. And that brings us to our fights that are have been announced recently. Guys, a lot of fun fucking fights, like I was saying. A lot of fun fights. One that was just announced uh, late yes, last night. Um, Edson Var- Barbosa versus Sadiq Youssef. Um, that fight's October 10th, and it will be at 145 pounds. I got to tell you, I don't hate Edson Barbosa at 145. I'm surprised he's been able to make the weight. Uh, he looked good when he fought. Uh, he fought Dan Ige and looked okay. Um, I think that's the only fight he's had at 145. Uh, let me take a look here. Yeah, that's the only fight he's had at 145. He is on a three-fight losing streak, though. Um, but he did look good against Dan Ige. It is what it is. Hopefully, uh, the Sadiq Yusuf guy is an absolute savage. He's from Nigeria. These Nigerian fighters are crazy, man. They're doing fantastic in the sport. Um, 
but a fun a fun that's a the perfect fight for Sadiq Youssef if you want this guy to because this guy could easily be your next big star. So if you want this guy to be catapulted up into the fucking stratosphere, if you if you if he if he knocks out Barbosa, that'll put him there for sure. And then like I already said earlier, we got a uh, Jan Blankovic versus Dominic Reyes. That does not have a date yet that I saw. I don't know. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. I'll let you know when that when that date gets announced. I don't think they because it's obviously going to be a main event. It's for sure going to be for uh, the inter, for the vacant title. So I'm sure that'll be a main event. They just don't have that planned out yet. Um, another exciting one. Um, just a fan. I mean, these. Are, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop saying exciting fight because these. I'm excited for pretty much all of these except for one of them. But I'll tell you which one that is when I get to it. Um, Bernil Dariush versus Charles Oliveira. Uh, Charles Oliveira, Oliveira is a uh, been sneaky lately. He's been he's been on a tear. Nobody wants to fight that guy. He's good on the feet, and if you get on the ground with him, he's like a little Damian Meyer. He's gonna strangle you. And Bernil Dariush has been on a tear, man. Knocked out um was it Drew Dober, and then just finished um I can't fuck I cannot remember who he finished in this last fight. That was literally like. A month ago, and I can't. I fuck. I don't even think it was that long ago. Let me take a look here. But his look great, man. Um, let me finish. But yeah, he's looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, Scott Holtzman, that's who he beat, knocked him out in the third round, or maybe it was the first round. I don't remember. But he's looked great. His striking's fantastic. Um, and then he's a fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu on the ground, which is absolutely terrifying. So this is the perfect matchup for these two. That fight takes place October 3rd. Uh, a fight I just forgot about that is very soon and an extremely exciting fight for both these guys. The fight makes This is the fight for me that makes sense for both of these guys. Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price on September 19th. You got a guy in Donald Cerrone who I thought he just beat Anthony Pettis Um in April, I believe that was April on the Gaethje Ferguson card. Apparently, he didn't. Is what it is. And then Nico Price, who was on the same card, who got his ass kicked, unfortunately, but fucking st- he still looked good. I mean, he ended up getting finished um, against Vicente Luque, but he looked good against Luque up until that point where he was starting to get outclassed by him. Um, it, the, it's fu- it's a fun fight, and it makes sense for both the guys. It's the the style the styles are the exact same. Long guys, tall, long strikers. Who doesn't want to see that? Fun guys, exciting guys, have exciting finishes. The most fun fight, in my opinion, coming up on these on these next few cards. And then one, Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny. Um, this card, this fight was originally scheduled. Neil Magny versus, fuck, who was it? God damn it, Jeff. Uh, J- Jeff hands of steel, Neil. But unfortunately, uh, Jeff Neal is out with a, a kidney issue, I believe. So speedy recovery for him. He was in the ER for a little while. Thought he was going to die. It was It's a whole thing. But a uh, speedy recovery for him. Uh, but this fight, ta- fight takes place August 29th. I'm excited to see Neil Magny back in action. Um, especially against a, a gritty veteran in Robbie Lawler, who looked great against... I think his last fight was against um, Ben Askren. With that controversial stoppage there, but um, he looked good in that fight. He was jacked in that fight, man. I mean, this is the old Robbie Lawler we're seeing again, and I fucking love it. And if he can beat Neil Magny, he's right up there with those contenders again. But I don't, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna do it. But August 29th is that fight, fun fight. 
And we got Marlon Marias versus Corey Sanhagen. I do not like this fight for Corey Sanhagen. This is the absolute worst matchup you can give him. He just got strangled in two minutes against Aljamain Sterling. And then they're like, here's Marlon Marias, bud. Have fun. What a way what what a way welcome to the UFC. When you when you get cat when you get when you're so good so quick like Corey Sanhagen is and was has been. It's not like you can just put him against easy guys and have him fast track to the title. You got to fight hard guys. Um, hopefully, hopefully he does well. Um, I think the last fight was just kind of like he got caught off guard with uh, his jujitsu. Uh, Marlon's more of a striker, and that's kind of where Corey uh, succeeds a lot more. Is on the feet, mixes stuff up a lot. Uh, that fight takes place October tenth. It'll be a good fight. And then we got Jared Cannonier and Robert Whitaker. This is the fight I was telling them to make. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit, so I won't go too much into it. But this is the fight that makes sense to me. Uh, people were forgetting about Jared Cannonier, man. I think he got injured. Um, but people were forgetting about him. And uh, if he beats Robert Whitaker, I believe that he will fight for a title next. That fight makes it do. Who does not want to see Cannonier versus either Adesanya or Costa? Who doesn't want to see that fight? That's a fun fucking fight. Uh, that fight will be October 24th. This fight is the one I'm not super excited for, but... It is this Friday. It is Ryan Bader versus Vadim Nemekov. Nemekov. Um, that is August 21st, this Friday. Um, I don't know. Every time you see... The thing about Bellator that kind of sucks is they have all these big stars, and then the guys they fight, no one knows who they are. You don't have, like, two big stars that really fight. Like, it's not like you're going to have Michael Chandler and... I don't know. Like, you'll never see Michael Chandler fight. Like, there'll never be a super fight in Bellator. Like, he won't fight Raymond Daniels. He won't fight um, Michael Page. You're not going to see it. And everyone would love to see it, but it's just, you don't have the, uh, two, like, you have, like, one star per division. You don't have, like, multiple like the UFC does, unfortunately. Hopefully, Michael Chandler will come to the UFC Anyway, I have Bader winning that fight easily, probably knockout in the first round. I don't, I don't know. I could be surprised. Maybe this Vadim guy is fucking insane, and I haven't seen him fight before. I don't really get to see a lot of Bellator, um, unfortunately, because it's not as accessible as the UFC is to me. But it'll be a fun fight. I'll be watching that one for sure. I always watch the title fights in Bellator. Um, and then we got Pedro Munoz and Frankie Edgar coming up this Saturday, August twenty second. Um, Exciting fight. This is the first time we've, we're going to see Frankie Edgar at 135 pounds. Uh, hopefully he does well. Everybody loves Frankie. I love Pedro too. I have Pedro winning this fight, but um, Frankie's probably going to Hopefully he uses his wrestling a lot and doesn't really fuck with the stand-up too much because Munoz will put him out. Um, but I have, let's say Frankie by, Frankie by decision if it's by decision, but I think Munoz will finish him on the ground with strikes. Now, I already kind of mentioned this fight earlier, but uh, Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya, that's coming up uh, next month, September 26th. That'll headline um, UFC 24053, I think. Was this 252 last? So, yeah, 253. Um, I have no idea who's going to win that fight. Um, if Costa catches him, we never, we've seen Israel in trouble before um, with uh, Kevin Gaslam. Uh, I think Israel's going to win this fight. I think he'll finish Paulo Costa. Uh, I, I saw Paulo Costa fight in person. He fought Uriah Hall, and Uriah Hall was having some success against him. Um, 
not a whole lot, but like he was finding openings pretty pretty good against him. And Uriah Hall and Adesanya kind of have that same body type, uh, long and tall strikers. And Israel is a, I believe, a better version of that. So that's where I get that. That's where I think Israel's going to win in this fight. He's going to have good success. Um, exciting news. Zabit Magomed Sharipov and uh, Yair Rodriguez has been rebooked for UFC 254. Uh, that's on the Gaethje versus um, Khabib card. So exciting. Hopefully that doesn't fall through for the fucking 18th time. Hopefully it's not another uh, Ferguson versus Khabib situation. And then a fight at light heavyweight that um, could have title imp- implications, in my opinion, in uh, Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rock- Ra- Ratchik. Uh, that fight's August 29th. Um, if you guys don't know who Alexander Ratchik is, um, go look him up. Go look up his knockout against, um, who was that? British dude, tall, kind of looks like David Branch. Can't remember. God damn it. Cannot remember. But go look it up. Go find it. Go figure it out. Um, head kick knockout, absolutely insane. Uh, the kid's an absolute stud, and he's going to be a problem in the light heavyweight division, so it's going to be a good fight. I have Ratchik winning that fight, unfortunately, for Anthony Smith. And then a last little fun one here, October 31st, a little ways away. Uh, we got Greg Hardy and Maurice Green, and that's a good test for Greg Hardy. That fight makes a lot of sense for those two guys. Um, probably going to catapult somebody up there in, at the heavyweight division. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. I know it was a little bit of a long-winded podcast, uh, for me at least. I know it's only 30 minutes. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it. I will be back to break down the winners and losers of the Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz card Monday morning. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys, and have a good one. Take care.